0: The Trevor and Ken Show.
1: Broadcasting to the London Borough of Croydon, this is Croydon Radio. Free, all right now. And now, Trevor Smith and Ben Hamer, they don't deserve mouths. The Trev and Ben Show. A oh, good morning to you. Welcome to Coyne Radio and welcome to the Trev and Ben Show. Do you keep turning my headphones down? No. Because I turned it up and then it was silent again and the knob was back down. The what? The knob was back down. Was it? Yeah. Well, it's the best place for it. Um, <laughs> I'm not touching it. You have touched it because um, I turned it up and I'm, then it was silent again. I'm not touching that knob. It's not happening. Well, unless it's on some sort of auto... Tune down. Don't start blaming me for your deafness. Stop touching my knob. All right, I'm going to leave it alone. Hello, welcome. Uh, By the way, I've come in by bus this morning. Why? uh, Because I'm going out on the booze later. Uh, Okay. So I didn't want to risk, you know, drinking and driving because I'm a very sensible young man. Mm. And uh, I learned two important things getting on the bus on a Sunday morning because it's very rare I do that go ahead uh, one is it's very important to have the man smelling of urine sit next to you oh. uh, why is was sitting next to you on a bus at like half eight in the morning was quite on a busy. Sunday it was quite busy I think there's a lot of people going to church there's also a lot of people who seem to be coming home stinking of booze it was a very boozy urine kind of Lovely. aroma on the bus this morning yes. so uh, and I was doing so well because I, I, there was a boozy man. I thought, I'll avoid that. I'll sit there. And then about two stops after I got on, this man got on. You know when you just see and you're, you're going to sit next to me. Mm. I know you're going to sit next to me. Big white beard, bit smelly, sits next to me. I might as well have sat in a urinal. And now you've got two hours sitting next to me. Lovely. Lovely. Is that an improvement? Uh, yeah, it is. And the other thing I learned about getting on the bus was, um, you know, a few weeks ago, I talked about them uh, extending the pavements around Broad Green in Croydon. I do remember that. And I couldn't understand why that would be. Why, then what need is there? Well, I'm still perplexed. Well, I found out this morning. It's so people can dump even more rubbish. <laughs> nice. uh, this morning, there were keyboards, heaters, uh, a huge... Pram of some description so that's clearly why they've widened the pavement so people can dump more rubbish Definitely. so well, well done it was a good move Croydon all the just <laughs> have to come in the next two hours we've got Think the Link uh, new music at ten it's the Neverest and How the Other Half Live we're doing the compendium later on of course uh, today's pub quiz is numbers mm. uh, also this week <laughs> uh, the happiest Star Wars fan ever and our old friend Mr. Conspiracy played his trump card this week Boom. it's all to come in the next two hours right here on Croydon Radio and the Trevor and Ben Show <laughs> El King X's and O's. Uh, I thought that might be the most chart-relevant song we were playing today, uh, but we have got oh yes, a Justin Bieber song. Coming you are a welcome. Bit later on. Well, you say that. Uh, I'm going to just. That's all on Ben. Can I defend myself? Uh, well, let's wait till you play it. I mean, you know. right? It, it, it is in the charts. I yeah, think. Yeah. It's it's an amazing song. Is it? It's Justin At, Bieber. Remember? And it's been in my head all week. It doesn't necessarily mean we have to play it. It does. I mean, I know I always say that. I know I always say if there's a song going around your head, you've got to play it. But I mean, there are limits. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I think even you will concede this is a decent song. Do you know what I think you should do? I think you should tweet uh, and get all the, uh, the believers tuning in. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure no one's tweeting Justin Bieber, you know, a thousand times a minute. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he'll see it and retweet us and then we'll go viral. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. He loves the show. <laughs> He's always listening. That's mm. why I'm so polite about him. Yeah, yeah. What a loser! Uh, oh, talking God, to I'm losers. Definitely not tweeting now. If they hear this, we'll be, we'll be chastised. Talking to losers. Palace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, did you watch any of the cup final yesterday? Did uh, you watch it all? I watched the whole thing. I missed the whole thing. Oh, Because I had to go out and uh, I thought it was, oh, I hate can I just say I hate the yeah, FA Cup final being at 530. It should be a three o'clock kickoff Should it always be a three o'clock kickoff. I hate this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I assumed it was a three o'clock kickoff until uh, earlier in the week, when uh, we were arranging going out. And I said, Oh, that's all right. You know, if we go out about half five, six, match should be over by then. Didn't realise it was only just starting, so I didn't get to see any of it, I'm afraid. But no. I was following it on my phone, and I was quite neutral about the whole thing. Uh, I don't dislike, you know, either side hugely. I used to hate Man United, but now they're so sort of poor, mm. it didn't bother me that much. But I was sort—I felt a bit sorry. I did feel a little bit sorry that Palace had lost. Oh, but they took the lead. I know, for <laughs> briefly <about> two minutes. <laughs> I was, As I say, I was following up my phone and um, the people I was with, rather than put the telly on, which would have made more sense, were sort of asking me what the score was. You and, sound a bit bitter about that. Well, I, only because when you're at friends, you can't be impolite, You can't say, do you mind if we put the football on? You know, <laughs> rather than sort of I don't know it didn't go on anyway we no. didn't see any of it and I was following it and they said uh, and I, I was sort of updating them and I said oh you know United have just had a man sent off and there was this excitement in the room that you know with 10 men Palace might be able to, to beat the 10 men <laughs> about 2 minutes later <laughs> it's all over wasn't it so, <laughs> so um, I'm assuming then you missed the, the real highlight of the game I missed all the highlights no the, the one and only highlight what forget, forget <laughs> the football <laughs> the real highlight became before they even kicked a ball oh really oh yeah what happened? The national anthem. Oh, no, that's always a nice bit. It really was a nice bit. What, what happened? Oh, I'm so sad you missed it, but I'm so happy that I get to share this with you now. Excellent. Um, listen to this. Which will be sung by Karen Harding, 24 years old from Concert. Her debut single, "Say Something," reached number seven. She's from Concert. Last year. <laughs> that's a great place to come from if you're a what singer to sing the national anthem at the FA Cup Final. Well then up. She's good, isn't she? Go on, love. In your own time. Come on. (laughs) Does she do any of it? Come on, love. You can do it. Happy and glorious. There she is. Why didn't she sing? I don't know. She's forgotten the words, but what I like is if you just, if you just replay her introduction there, about five seconds in, just, just listen listen to her, Karen Harding, I think her name was. And, um, what was the song they were plugging? Just about five seconds in there. I think so. I don't know. 24 years old from concert. Her debut single, Say Something, reached number seven. Say something. Say Say something, something, (laughs) Karen. Say something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I feel bad for her. (laughs) Oh, I was wetting myself. That's quite embarrassing. I oh, don't you felt. Yeah. Oh, you must have felt. I, see, I couldn't. I'd hate that. I'd be watching that, cringing. No, because the moment I realised that her she she was failing to say anything and her debut song Was say something, I, it was. I was. I was already downloading it. Oh, Alright, <laughs> oh, I, I felt because that would be. T- imagine that was you. Imagine you'd been booked to sing the national I mean, highly unlikely, of course. I mean, obviously, you can't see from that, but I mean, the footage even cuts to Wayne Rooney singing, just to re- <laughs> it's like he knows when to sing. <laughs> oh well, I feel sorry for her. I, I'm I'm not having a go. At her. What did she think was happening? I mean, you'd have thought when she heard eighty thousand people singing, mm. that might have been a bit of a clue. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever? Have you ever been to an FA Cup final? No, I've been to uh, I've been to a couple in my life. And I must say, I love all that build-up. Hmm. I loved all that. I, uh, do they still sing Abide With Me? I think so. Oh, that, that was my favourite bit. That is the FA Cup song, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I missed that. Maybe she didn't, Maybe I didn't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was singing it. <laughs> well, the music was playing, anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I love all that build-up. Better than the football, really. Mm. I saw a great tweet yesterday, actually. Uh, you know they have the, uh, obviously, the military playing... The music, and they've all got their busbies on the big hats. Yeah. Somebody had tweeted, "I know uh, what a Busby is." Yeah. not tell me it's a big hat. I know what it is. Well, some people may not know. It's a, it's a big furry hat. <laughs> and uh, someone had tweeted, uh, "Marion Fellaini's family are here," <laughs> which was my favourite. Good. <laughs> uh, talking to football though. So anyway, commiserations to Crystal Palace, and so we yeah. should say that we're very sorry. About try any harder, Palace Sports. I did notice uh, when I was talking to to uh, my friends. Yesterday, they were saying, um, oh, oh it would be a nightmare if Palace lose, won't it, in Croydon? They would be going mental. And I said, actually, the warning in the local press was for people not to go overboard if they won. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they just assumed that if, if Palace had lost, uh, that people would just slope away and hide. But I think they were more concerned if Palace won that they might go on the rampage. <laughs> Another riot. <laughs> um, and, of course, in the week, it was the uh, Europa League final. Mm-hmm. And I watched that in, uh, in a pub. And uh, there was a couple of Liverpool supporters in there. And one of them was uh, was quite a young uh, woman. And uh, she was sitting there very uh, refined. And uh, she was quite attractive. She was causing quite a stir in the pub, let's say, because there's very little female, uh, you know, presence. In the mm. pub I go in. So any woman that comes in creates a bit of a stir okay. in the pub. and it's uh, she- like a nice place. You <laughs> <go to. laughs> It's a beautiful pub. And uh, this, this uh, lovely lady was there and looking very prim and proper until the football started. She had a mouth on her that was <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. And she was standing up, screaming, shouting. Now, I don't mind a woman who likes football, Ben. In fact, that would be ideal for me, a woman that loves football. But, you know, a bit of decorum. Oh, dear. Not not quite the uh, the filthy mouth that this woman had on her. And, of course, when Liverpool lost... Don't dismiss it outright. <laughs> well, some people like that, I suppose. Some people like the filthy mouth.
0: Mm. And mm-hmm.
1: um, and then when when um, when they were, when there was injury time, and it was 3-1, and uh, I was talking to this other guy at the bar, because he kept getting up to come towards the television, going, come on, Seville," And I said... Uh, I said <laughs> Jimmy oh. Savile, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it wasn't. That's not the (laughs) sort of pub. That's a very good impression if it wasn't him. (laughs) And I said uh, to him, oh, it looks like it's all over now. And he told me uh, in no uncertain terms to shut up uh, because he had a bet on it finishing 3-1 and he thought I was going to jinx it. Jimmy Seville. By... (laughs) Sorry, carry on. (laughs) (laughs) By by saying uh, that it was all over. And anyway, he won 130 quid. And do you know what? He didn't buy me a drink. No? What a nasty man. You should have (laughs) left. And he, Let's work together on Croydon Radio. It's the Trev and Ben show. And uh, this week, Ben, I was asked to go and help at my parents' house go through uh, some old stuff that was mine from my childhood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my brother. There's loads of stuff on top of a wardrobe, right? So, uh, so I went round and I said, yeah, we'll go through. A lot of it was all, all my old school books. So got rid of a lot of those. I, d- I felt I didn't need, uh, you know, environmental science anymore. I haven't looked at it for 20 or five years. Don't think mm. I need it. So all that went. Um, a couple of weird things I came across. Uh, first thing had nothing to do with me. Can I just say? And it caused a little bit of an embarrassing moment. Uh, because, um, we, I'm, I'm on the ladder on top of the, the wardrobe and I'm sort of feeling for all the stuff on top of the wardrobe and it's like a, a plastic thing. I'm thinking, what the, what the hell is this? Sort of a How embarrassing is this? Thing. So I pulled it down. It's an inflatable doll. No. And I said, it's that's, that's not mine. No. It's not mine. Anyway, turns out it was a, a joke present that oh. my brother had received once. Uh, but it was slightly awkward because it, it's, it's not mine. I promise it's not mine. And the thing is, whenever you find an inflatable doll, and as that makes it sound like I've done that a lot, <laughs> but uh, no matter what you say, no one believes it. No, so... Um, so, oh, it was a present from someone. It was a joke present. Well, at least it wasn't inflated. No, no. No, it was... Uh, it would have needed uh, a good blow to, to get it sort of ready. Write your own jokes. But, uh, but no, I, uh, I thought that was slightly embarrassing. Unless you popped it, of course. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't check. It went straight <laughs> in the rubbish bag. <laughs> I, I mean, I did consider giving it to a charity shop. But I can't imagine, <laughs> I'm sure. I can't imagine Oxfam imagine having that in the front up window. That, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, i um, mean some clothes, some books. Oh, and a black doll. Yeah. I, I don't think they take those. No. I don't know. And maybe, maybe if it's still in its original box, mm. possibly. Uh, so that was, that was embarrassing. I then found, um, like I say, lots of school books, uh, right the way back to my infant school and uh, primary school. And uh, you, know when you, you know when you were at school, you used to do those news books, uh, like on a monday morning they'd say write what you've done at the weekend mm. so i was reading through those turned out that quite regularly uh it, or it, i mean i don't remember this as a kid it being regular but it turns out that i was dragged to a pub quite often <laughs> you start reading it you go well uh, mummy and daddy took me to the pub yeah. oh <laughs> our teachers must have just thought yeah Alki family excellent uh, i think the best thing i found though and, and i i I haven't brought it with me because um, it got stuck with some papers. I think my mum wanted to show my dad and then I suspect it'd been thrown out. But I did find a poem that I'd written. Now, I'm devastated that you haven't brought this in in full. Yeah, I'm sorry I haven't got the, the whole thing. But uh, we'd obviously had to write a poem about what our uh, fathers did for a living. Hmm. Uh, or, or just what they did. Um, we obviously had to write it in the style of... I, d- <clears throat> I don't know, sort of a West Indian... Well, kind of uh, style. So I'd written this, this poem that. W- I can't tell you how close I was to swearing then. It, it, it went, What make mi- me oh, Whoa, 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 <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. I'm, gonna I'm do not it. sure we can start with that. <laughs> Are I'm we going? Okay, right. On you, Trevor <laughs> Smith, this is on you. It was how it was spelt as well, right? <laughs> it went, What make me fadder? What make me fadder? Me fadder drink tea. He worked for BT. That's what make me fadder. <laughs> so I can't oh remember. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't remember the rest of it. And then it went, "What make me mother? What make me mother?" And I can't remember what I wrote about me mother. But <laughs> but <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was God. that was. I suddenly realised what a what a talented uh, writer of of sort of I suppose early rap is what that was yep uh and uh it's a shame i haven't got the whole thing because there was oh. one other line but uh but that was basically the the gist of it that uh, my dad drinks tea and he works for bt which was handy brilliant because it rhymes right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what i might try and do is if if it hasn't been thrown away mm-hmm. i'll see if i can get hold of the whole poem for the uh maybe for our midweek podcast or maybe we should get you to do a weekly feature where you summarize the show with a west indian poem <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that could be that could be an option there was also another poem uh aunties uncles and uh it was uh, i can't remember again i can't remember the whole thing but uh basically it was about an auntie who um something about her leg at 10 o'clock that's all i can remember (laughs) basically an auntie does something with her leg at 10 o'clock okay so uh again i don't know what happened to that because there were so many old school books um did you do poetry at school? Did you write poetry? Um, yeah, I, I probably did at some point. I, I, I don't think I have any transcripts, unfortunately. I don't. I don't also remember having to have any racist inflections on it. But I don't think it, it was racist. <laughs> it was uh, for us. I suspect it was a cultural experience. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the teacher's instruction to do it in a West Indian style for no reason at all? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I was probably only about seven or eight when, I, when we were told to do this particular poem. Mm. So, you know, I, I don't think it's an issue, really. So who would have been your big West Indian influence at this point? Well, maybe we were Maybe we were learning Benjamin Zephaniah, maybe. Or, or, uh, or maybe we were talking about Bob Marley. I, I don't know. Or... Uh, uh, Brian Lara? Brian Lara, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean... That's my second Brian Lara reference. In two weeks, is it? Yeah, I'm sure I referenced him last week in the pub, in the pub oh, quiz. Oh, you did. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yes, regular <laughs> feature, Brian Lara. <laughs> so, well, maybe, maybe we're just going to start, uh, you know, spreading the word out to the uh, the West Indies. I suspect that there's uh, tweets going mad now out in the West Indies. Or well, you must listen to the Trev and Ben show because whoa, mm-hmm. oh, that Trev, or oh, oh, he can he can do some some of the old reggae hashtag off air. <laughs> I'm seeing Stay With Me, one of our early finds on We Love New Music. And he's got a new album out, uh, or new EP out, Rockstar. It's on iTunes right now. Coming up at 10 today, uh, new music from The Neverists. Uh, I just had a thought. uh, Maybe you, by the end of the show, could write a poem about what make your (laughs) fadder. (laughs) Um, i think think i'll leave it you're gonna leave it. yeah i think so oh it's a shame (laughs) i thought maybe there was an opportunity there for you to show your poetic skills uh to revere your father because i know that you look up to him so much yeah so uh, much in fact that i'm not gonna um i'm not gonna (laughs) indulge in a racist poem think the Uh, so I think the link, Ben, three songs to identify. Somewhere there's a link between them. Could be the artist, the title, the lyric, anything. Um, relatively straightforward today, I think, Ben. Are you ready for this? Go on. Here we go. Stop, stop,
0: stop. My lover.
1: This is what you get. No. No? No. Uh, relatively straightforward, I thought. Oh, today. you think that every week, don't you? Yeah, I do. I think it's easy, one of the easiest songs we've ever done. Let's hear it again. Alright.
0: My
1: this is what you get. I don't know any of those songs. Okay, well, uh, if you can help Ben out, uh, get in touch with us. We're looking for the link. Uh, is that Trevor and Ben on Twitter? Or send us a private message on the shout box, croydonradio.com. That's the way to get in touch with mm-hmm. us about mm-hmm. absolutely anything. It is mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be stupid <laughs> not to get. You'd have to be so stupid. Well, there's a challenge, people. Come on. If you, right, as I said before, even if you don't know the link, if you just know the, maybe the last song or the first song or maybe the title or the artist of any of them, even if you don't know the link, Get in touch. Let me know. Together, we can work it out. At Joe and ben on Twitter, we can work it out. Oh, we uh, can work. it Sorry, you're right. Uh, I thought I'd go really impassioned this week. I almost yeah. broke into song. Yeah, it's not. I gonna, did break into song. No, our 26 listeners couldn't give a
0: monkey's. <laughs>
1: this is what you Good luck with it. That's yeah. all I can say. Come on, people. <laughs> now you know uh, the police. I'm not a big fan of the police at times. The band or the entity? Uh, the the entity. Okay. The police. But I've I've had some sympathy for the police in recent weeks uh, because you know when, uh, but you know when people are forced to apologise for things, I don't think they need to apologise for. Yes. And uh, there's a, a police force down in Cornwall who've had to apologise because they uh, they entered a, uh, a sort of uh, novelty sandcastle or sand. Sculpture competition, and some of the policemen made a. uh, They made it look like a crime scene, sort of a a, a female body lying on the floor with police tape round it. I thought, you know, and they won. They won the competition. (laughs) No harm done. I think that's fair enough, right? Yeah, it's caused a a lot of offence. There are groups that say, oh, it's trivialising quite a serious matter. Well, you know, they've too much time on their hands. But I think the most extraordinary thing is that uh, somebody said, um, well, I think there's a, a lot of stereotyping going on here with the large bottom and the large breasts. Police have been working very hard to break down barriers. <laughs> it's a sand sculpture. It's a comedy thing. It's a joke. Can, have, you, have you got the picture of it? Can I see? Uh, <laughs> oh, you little perv. Has she got the booty? Well, I'd suggest to a to a degree. <laughs> nice touch with the seaweed hair. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's good, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that's really cool, and they've got the. Um- the little uh, bucket and spade. They've got the spade stuck in her back. Yeah. With That's, that is brilliant. I'm, I'm glad they won the award for that. Yeah, I think it's good and I just think it's a bit of a shame that they've had to apologise and the, of course the police have, you know, they've got to play the game haven't they've got to play the the PC, uh, the political correctness game and they say, well, you know, it was possibly a little bit, you know, not tasteful. My only criticism is they could have very easily done a nice, uh, with a stick, they could have just done a big sort of uh, sand slash chalk outline around the body. Yes. They missed a trick on that one. I mean, I would like. To seen another figure standing over uh the woman like, or footprints running away in the sand footprints would have been brilliant but oh. i mean how, how much more offensive would that have been i mean we, we're probably gonna have to apologize now sorry everybody. for adding to the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is a joke isn't it i, I get so fed up with uh, you know there are things that, that people should apologize for mm. but there are things that people now just everyone's having to apologize for everything all the time And it's beginning to really get on my nerves. Because nobody can say anything or do anything that's just a little bit fun. It's not even offensive. No. I mean, there are some people, right, who may not like me doing a West Indian accent, reading a poem. (laughs) But it was written in that style. It would sound ridiculous if I sat here in my own voice going, it mech it make what me what me father do it wouldn't work i mean how i've else? got to do the voice it might be offensive to some people and i apologize for that if it is i better apologize now yes but i mean the thing is it's not offensive i'm doing it in in love i'm doing it in the yeah. spirit of togetherness i wrote the poem and i think it works beautifully and if you hadn't read it how else would we know what your father does exactly what do you remember what he does uh he works for bt and makes tea there you go For all the times that you're in on my parade. And if you think
0: think that I'm I'm still holding on on to something, you should go and love yourself.
1: Justin Bieber, Love Yourself. (sighs) A rare appearance for Mr. Bieber on our show. I think... A rare and possibly the the only. Oh, come on. Admit that was a good song. I mean, I know you had a slight criticism in the early Well, you know, chorus. he should be saying me mi- mother, of course, <laughs> not my mama. That's wrong. Yeah. And I don't like him singing along with the uh, the saxophone solo. You no? know, let, let the saxophonist have his moment. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You don't need to get involved in everything, Justin. As Justin Bieber songs go. Well, I don't, to be fair, I don't know many of his songs. You know what? I'm going to say it. Kind of, what? Awesome. Oh, don't be ridiculous. Awesome. Oh. What's what? happening, Trev? I've no idea what that was. <laughs> That was, uh, was like Katy Perry piping up, was it? Was or, it? I don't know. Is that Katy Perry? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't know what was happening there. Uh, lovely bit of music, though. Whatever it was, <laughs> better than Justin Bieber, I thought. <laughs> In fact, I would rather hear that. Yeah. Why did that start playing? Uh, Why did it start? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Something on my phone started playing. It wasn't a ringtone or anything? No, no, I don't have a ringtone. As you know, I always have it on silent. Some sort of protest to the song, was it? I think it was. I think it was... uh, Or maybe Justin Bieber's taken over the show. Mm. It's the Beliebers. They've got hold of... They've hacked in. (laughs) We're just going to be playing Justin Bieber for the next hour and 20 minutes. And even when uh, when Ice Station is on later, it's just going to (laughs) be... We justin bieber uh we'll be playing that a little bit later on i can you're do all the accents really. like, it's, it's like a, it's like a world tour going to the racist well today we? <laughs> not our being boots. racist it's not racist to do an accent mm. there are certain accents there are certain accents you where can't it becomes a problem uh, anyway there's justin bieber for you very exciting <laughs> now talking of exciting things as you know i'm a big star wars fan Yes and uh, uh last night when we were with uh, our friends last night uh one of their little boys who's 4 he's a huge Star Wars fan right so we ended up playing uh, an imaginary Star Wars game, uh, which which was great because it meant I could do my Yoda voice a lot. Oh. Uh, and uh, to a four year old, that's very good. And now you've you've schooled me in this impression. It has to start with. Mm. Hm. I, I think you've got to ha- you've got to use that to get there. You know, yeah. so, hm. there you you've go. Got to, you've, got, you've got to start with that. And uh, anyway, we were, we were playing a lot of Star Wars, and uh, it's weird how um the children react differently to Star Wars. Because uh, I said to him, oh, who's your favourite characters?" And he said, "Well, it's uh, Han Solo, Chewbacca. You know, all the good, all the goodies. And yet my other godson, who's a huge Star Wars fan, he loves all the baddies. He loves the stormtroopers. He loves Darth Vader. I find that quite interesting, how, uh, how the two sides kind of, uh, it's the dark and the, the, the good and the evil, oh, is it? Yeah. You know, and uh, anyway, some people get very, very excited about Star Wars. And this week was possibly the happiest Star Wars fan i've ever heard i don't know if you saw any of this it's it's gone viral this video i must admit i have seen it and it's uh a woman who's um well she's treated herself to a chewbacca mask yeah that also makes a noise and she's very happy about the whole thing
0: i'm really excited to share with you something i got and i'd like to say that I bought this for my son that would really, really want it. And let's be honest, he'll probably confiscate it from me. Confiscate, confiscate it? That's a word, right? <laughs> it okay. is a word. So sort he'll of. probably take it from me. However, this is mine that I bought, it's hers. and I'm going to keep mine. it. Mine. So you want to see what I got?
1: It's so great. That's the mask. Great. That's the mask. <laughs> you want one of those, right?
0: <laughs> That's not me making that noise. It's the mask. It's the mask. I see. Now listen. <laughs> Oh I'm such a happy Chewbacca!
1: (laughs) 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 The more she laughs, the more the masks makes the wookie noise. (laughs) Is she (laughs) alright? No, (laughs) someone needs to get gas and air.
0: (laughs) This is worth every worth every penny. penny.
1: Now, that's excitement for you, right? Yeah. Now, I think I'd be quite excited to have a Chewbacca mask. She's not Thanks even to stopping. You're just fading around. Yeah, no, she just keeps going. She's
0: can She oh, can't oh, stop. stop. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: there she is. Oh. I mean, it truly is money well spent. Anything that gives you that much happiness. Oh, she, she, I'll be honest with you. She made my week. Yeah? I watched that so many times. And the more I watched it, the more I laughed. And the more I wanted one of those masks. And I can understand that she won't give that to her children or they might confiscate it (laughs) Uh, because I wouldn't give that away. If I had one of those, no child is having that. That's mine. No, it did look very good as well. Uh, I have heard that laugh somewhere before though. I I couldn't work it out in my head. I'd heard that laugh somewhere before. Right. Took me a while. But I worked it out in the end. I know a fat old policeman, he's always on our street. A fat and jolly red-faced man, he really is a treat. He's too kind for a policeman, he's never known to frown. And everybody says he is the happiest man in town. (laughs) i knew i'd heard it somewhere very good (laughs) anyway that's made my week i love stuff like that well um i wonder now should we do noise of the week let's do noise of the week i think so because occasional feature noise of the week and it is related okay um now there's a big clue there obviously that's related but i want to give you uh basically it was the noise of a a door Mm -hmm. um no not that one the other one <laughs> okay. Yeah, that one. That one. Um, so basically, uh, it was a, one of those automatic sliding doors in America, and oh, someone yeah. walked in and thought, "Hang on a minute, I recognise that noise," and they recorded it. Yeah. Uh, and now here's the noise. See if you can pinpoint it. Now you're pulling a face like mm. you have no idea what I'm talking about. No. Well, that was actually uh, a door that someone thought sounded exactly like uh, R2-D2 in Star Wars in a certain scene where he's running away screaming. I say running away when he's wheeling away. Wheeling away. Screaming. Now, you can compare now to the original clip from R2-D2 screaming. And you can compare it to the door. All right. Here's the original. (sighs) It's, yes, yes. Goodness. It's very good. I like that. That is noise of the week. I'm very happy with that. Yeah. No, that's, I'll give you that. That's a great noise of the week. the thing is, right, R2D2, he doesn't make many noises, and to, to get a link where you find a, a door that sounds like R2D2, I doesn't get much better than that, in my opinion. I don't think you can you can ask for anything else in life. Delamitri, Roll To Me on Croydon Radio. Man, that's a song, Ben. That's a song. That Justin Bieber nonsense. Wow, right, that's, a, that's a proper tune. There's proper instruments in that. Do you know what I mean? It's not just someone on some sort of synthesizer. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's not I so- don't want to incur the wrath of the believers. I don't care. I couldn't give a monkeys. Well, am, I, am I supposed to be frightened of half a billion teenage girls? Half a billion teenage girls? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I, was, I was in awe of the number, not, not the... Oh, uh, good. The... God! <laughs> <laughs> now, we were, t- we were talking about robots, right? Sort of. R2D2. Yes, we were. And um, I was reading this week that robots are... I mean, they're already taking over a lot of jobs, aren't they? I mean, you've got your self-service stuff in the supermarkets. Yep. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, they're now saying that uh, lawyers, doctors, and accountants could all be redundant in the next 20 years... After uh, claims that their jobs will be taken over by robots, I don't think I'd want a robotic lawyer. Lawyer, yeah. Mm. Surely they're supposed to like argue and twist very. Well, I suppose that's going be specific art- points and stuff. You artificial can't. intelligence is going to, I suppose, it will take over, won't it? You'll have a you have a robot sort of defending you if you're a murderer. You know, and you're on the you're on the stand, and mm. it will be like, "Did you do it?" Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping they'll have better voices. Yeah, I hope so. Do you think there will be robotic judges? Mm, uh, n- no, no. I really hope not. We can't let robots. Uh, no, 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 no. Because what if there was a malfunction? A malfunction. Yeah, and you got Import- too heavy a sentence, or you got off scot free. I suppose that would, that would be part of the the whole new legal system that if if the ro- if the robotic justice system finds you not guilty that's the that's the decision of the robotic court you're free you're free to go Robo Court. <laughs> i think i I've, i'm not sure it's a totally bad idea i mean there's there's must be enough human error in the justice system as it as it is i mean you you you're you're tried by a jury of your peers uh they're not all going to be infallible won't are they? Work. you kind of robot judges because the judge needs to have an opinion and and think about his sentence it can't just go to a like a catalog in its brain and say right murder 12 years done it needs to analyze and judge and think it about isn't that not what artificial intelligence does no you know in 20 years time the judge will be able to sit around with uh, the other robotic clerks of the court and all of that okay so how long do you think and, uh, and that sort of thing I, I think it's possible but what worries me more than anything else is what's happening to all the people who do those jobs now What's happening to all of these people? If they were clever, which they obviously are because they're lawyers, Mm. then they should become robot mechanics. Ah, yeah, that Mm. would be a good move. What and then sabotage? No, no, just get a career in in fixing them and updating them because that's where the future's going. If I was a lawyer and and my job was taken over by a robot, I would then become a robot engineer. But then sabotage, you might get sacked. No, you wouldn't, they wouldn't know. Because then you'd get your job back. Well, they, they wouldn't know because every all... single one of their machines that you laid your hands on would break. But, you you know, would soon be sacked. I think if you're clever enough, you could hide your tracks. <laughs> you could find a way of hiding your tracks. You know, you'd sign it off with someone else's name. You'd find someone in the company you didn't like. Or you'd just blame another robot. Right. You'd say it was down to you know C3PO. It mm-hmm. was his fault. He did it. He's, he, he messed this up. I think he, I think you, you, that's what I would do. I'd make sure that I sabotage it, or make sure I get my job back, and that's what I do in a supermarket. I'd sabotage. I mean, to be honest, those self-service things are dreadful anyway. But if I worked at it, I'd sabotage them, so so that there's money being lost on everything. <laughs> Why? Well, because they're taking our jobs. Yeah, but they can be ripped off. What do you mean they can be ripped well, off? Well, I- I've explained this to you last time, but last time I explained it on the show, I, I completely got it um, reversed about front. I. <laughs> You're supposed to. If you, I'll, I'll try this again. You pick up a cheap bottle of wine, yeah, and you scan it, yeah, and then you put down in the weighing bit the really expensive bottle of wine, right? And then you pay, and then you've got off paying for a really because it weighs it and it's the same weight oh. as a bottle of wine, but you pay for the you pay for the cheap one, but get the expensive one. You just got to peel the barcodes off. That sounds a terrible thing to do. So you can't get away with that with a real person. No, you can't. They'll see straight through that. Well, though, no, what if you were to just stick the barcode on the the expensive bottle of wine they're not even going to look are they They just scan it job done She so can still do it i like minimizing risk you mm. see there's no chance of a robot seeing that but there is a chance for a person seeing that yeah but then what about the are you are you effectively going to have i've not done this by the way i should clarify quickly would you take the two bottles of wine up or would you just stick the barcode on no you've got to, because otherwise you lumbered with an extra bottle of wine and you might be spotted when, when the security camera see you peeling a barcode off the expensive bottle of wine and then sticking it on so you could be you could think oh, i've got away with this and then just you're leaving and the security guard taps you on the shoulders excuse me sir i'd like to have a word then, then it's a numbers game because uh, then it's what are the chances of them reviewing the security footage at the exact time you're in that aisle peeling that off and then being able to realize what you've done fast enough to get you on the way out of the shop i think it's still possible it's possible but like smart. i say i minimize risk you minimize risk i mean what i mean imagine if, if our jobs were taken over by robots i mean if, if instead of the trev and ben show you had you know two robots sitting here on a sunday morning doing mm-hmm. this i mean we'd feel gutted about that wouldn't we yeah but I, I i'm not sure robots can be quite as bad as we are uh they can malfunction as we've just said you know somebody i mean who's to say that we're not two robots and we've taken over the trev and ben show trev's become a robot engineer and he sabotaged us we don't know do we necessarily that that's not the case i don't know that i'm not a robot right now hmm. i'm not entirely sure the artificial intelligence tells me i'm a human but i'm beginning to wonder is this a bit like whose thing was cogito ergo sum who was that uh descartes, descartes yeah. yeah yeah is this your moment is it your, i think it is wondering if this is all real yeah and whether i'm actually a robot. So puncher in the arm will it hurt or not yeah Or whether <laughs> i could you know I mean, if you punch me, the thing is, it's your risk. (laughs) I like to minimise risk. (laughs) Because I I don't know what sort of power that I could react with. Because if I'm robotic, Mm. I could knock your head off. Yeah. Mm. But then you don't know that you're not robotic. So, I mean, the whole thing's very complicated. By the way, in the time we've been having this conversation, I have minimised risk even further. Have you? I have. I've thought of how you can get past your... See how the criminal mind works? (laughs) (laughs) I've thought of how you can bypass your peeling the barcode off getting caught scenario. Okay, go on. In the time we were having that conversation, I've sussed it. You you take a picture on your iPhone mm. of the bottle of wine, but you're actually taking a picture of the barcode. Right. So if you're asked about this, oh, my mum asked me to get a very specific bottle of wine. I was just texting her this picture to see if this was the one she wanted. Wink, wink. And then, as you're scanning the bottle, you are actually holding your iPhone, revealing the barcode of the picture you've just taken, and you scan that sleight of hand magic over the barcode thing reader itself, and then you have mani- you've managed to get a cheap bottle. Oh, no, you to get a very expensive <laughs> bottle. Yeah, maybe I'll leave this to the professionals. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, is all right. Stevie Wonder, uptight. Everything's all right. In brackets. It's just, it's, I think it just makes it sound all right, doesn't Because you know, if you're uptight, everything's all right. It's fine. Good. Sort of a relaxing tune, isn't it? Relaxing. <laughs> now I'm going. I'm going out this afternoon, and uh, I'm meeting a friend for lunch. And uh, I said to her, "Where do you want to go?" And we're going to this place in Brixton, right? And uh, I thought I'd better look it up, see where it is, because I I hate not knowing where places are. You know, I sort of I need to know exactly. And I go to Google uh, Street View now, so I know exactly what I'm looking for. Do you know what I mean? I hate mm. getting lost. And I get lost very easily. So I know where I'm going. And uh, when I got online, I looked at the menu of the place where we're going, because uh, we're going to have some lunch as well, right? The only thing about this place, it looks a lovely place, but everything's covered in mayo and stuff. And I don't like any of that. You hate sauce, do you? Yeah, I'm not a fan. So I looked at everything, and everything comes, it's, it, all, everything says, oh, comes with, uh, with coleslaw. Well, that's covered in mayo. Don't want that. And uh, I looked at the burgers, because I thought, oh, they look good. And they come with pickles. Uh, some sort of salsa, mayo and mustard. You don't even like salsa? I'm not a big fan. No. Okay. Well, so I'm going to have it's going to be really embarrassing. Cause I have to say oh, no pickles, uh, no salsa, no mustard, no mayo. Don't you know, do that. I'm going to have to tell them everything I don't want. They will gonna, they will hate me. it. Well, this is what worries me, so I, I don't know, maybe I should just get some bread. Just say to them, uh, no sauce, please. Just no sauce. And then pick out your own pickles. Oh Yeah, but they might not know what that means if I say no sauce. I mean, they might still assume that. How just- stupid do you think these people are that if you say to them <laughs> no sauce, they won't understand? Well, they might think, oh, he, he said no sauce, but he, he didn't say anything about the mustard. And then suddenly I got a burger full of mustard. I don't want that. I'm not sure they'd do that. I think people would consider mustard a sauce. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's more a condiment <laughs> than, than a sauce. Sor- I mean, have I got to say uh, no sauces, no condiments, uh, no pickles? No. You know, maybe that's a better way of doing it. I would just say no <laughs> sauces and I would pick out your own pickles. Uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was, uh, I'd been out and I, I was quite drunk and it was a late night and I, I got a burger on the way home uh, from one of those kebab. Places, mm-hmm. you know, very hygienic. Actually, it's got a lot of certificates around it that says hygiene award. So they're very clean. And I said to him, uh, I said, Oh, can I just have a burger, please? And uh, then he goes, oh, Do you want any sauce? I said, No. He said, uh, Mayo? I said, No. See, he didn't differentiate. <laughs> he, he, uh, he he didn't club it all in as one. And then I said, him, No, I just want a plain burger. And he couldn't believe it. It was like he'd never heard that before. He said, A plain burger? I went, Yep, yeah, just, just burger. And the bun. That's all I want. That's because there aren't many people who genuinely don't like all sauces. Yeah, but what he then said was, he said, oh, I like that. I like it. I like simple. I said, yeah, it's good. It's better. Hmm. He said, I hate it when people start telling me how much sauce they want. You see, this is the thing. He'll be putting the sauce and they'll go, too much, more, More. can I have some more? And you think, no, no, you can't. He liked the fact that it was simple. So, what I'm hoping is that when I go to this place this afternoon, maybe their whole thing will change because they'll see the benefits of being simple. Trevor Smith. Trevor and Ben. Ben.
0: We love new music.
1: And every week at 10 o'clock, we'd like to introduce you to a new band or artist. Uh, This week it's the Neverest. They're a five piece band from London whose musical influences include Ryan Adams, Bob Dylan, the Beatles, and Noel Gallagher. First formed in 2013, their debut album, More More Bite Than Bark. More what? More Bite Than Bark came out last year And was also in the Mercury Prize for 2015 From the album, here's the brilliant How the Other Half Live on We Love New Music
0: We love new music
1: This song is called How the Other Half Live We are the Neverists And you are listening to We Love New Music on the Trev and Ben show I'm still stepping on the cracks in the street neverest how the other half live on oh, we love new music and that's from their uh, album more bite than bark and you can find out more about them at uh, soundcloud.com slash the neverest i'll follow them on twitter at the neverest and we'll play more from them on the show over the next few weeks don't forget if you want to get your new music on the show get in touch with us at trevin ben on twitter or send us a message via croydonradio.com and don't forget on croydonradio.com you can upload all your new music um oh by the way ben by the way, talking of new music, yes, uh, I have been sent a new song from one of our new music artists, which I'll be playing next week, and I'm very excited by it. It really? is a terrific song. Is it Justin Bieber? It's not Justin Bieber. Oh. No. no. It's someone played a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks back, and there's a new song, and it is so good. We've already played them? We have already played them, yeah. What is it still new music there? Oh, no, no, it, it Just it, it's going to be on the show next week. All right, okay. Yeah, Just trust me. Trust me, I know what I'm doing. Okay. I know what I'm doing. Uh, still to come on the show, we've got uh, the compendium in about uh, 10 minutes' time. Uh, the pub quiz later on, Ben. Today's oh, We category, love old music. Uh, no, it's we love new music. <laughs> Uh, and uh, It's not going to be the feature next week It's not going to be on the We Love New Music feature Oh, I'm with you now, okay It's going to be just a new song we'll be playing within the show Oh, I'm with you now okay. Before you get all you know uppity <laughs> There's a word I don't you hear very often I like that word, uppity That's I'd like to use right. that more can we, can we bring that in and use that more often? Fine with me uh, Excellent uh, The pub quiz later on Today's category is numbers, Ben Numbers Okay Is maths your strong point? Uh, not really uh, wasn't there a category on Bullseye? Uh, was it? Numbers 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 In one Was it one of those? That's very good yeah. um, And <laughs> Do I feel today's sort of a bit freeform? It's a bit of a runaway horse It is show. It's a bit sort of freeform jazz isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I had a trombone I'd be making some ridiculous noises right now And we've, people would be loving it We've already had to freeform poetry but... <laughs> <laughs> And we are of course doing Think the Link We are looking for the link between these three songs <laughs> This is what you get. Um, I can't get it, but my impassioned plea has mm. already brought in some correct answers. Yes, so it has. Uh, I count that as a win for Team Ben. Yeah, well, let's just let's just see if they are correct first, shall we? You know, oh, you are you're okay. assuming. I you're am assuming. assuming they're correct answers. And you know what they say about people who assume. Uh, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, now, a friend of mine, uh, who's sort of known to the show uh, as Mister Conspiracy, he played his Trump card this week. Uh, we were sitting there just chatting away and he had a very interesting uh, lunch with um someone who works with uh, artificial intelligence and uh he's also I don't know if he's a brain surgeon but he's certainly some sort of neuroscientist okay like that so uh he had a very interesting conversation with this man about all sorts of things right and we're sitting there chatting about it and then uh, mr conspiracy says um I says well i mean uh, it makes you wonder doesn't it with the uh, with the human race you know whether because bear in mind he believes we we sort of might have come from aliens he said uh, he said you know it shows that, that that's how the brain's working isn't it you know we've got this sort of alien stuff going on in our head and i said i'm not really sure about that i mean when you look at darwinism and he's i'm going to stop you there this is where he plays trump card he said i'm beginning to think darwin got it all wrong anyway I thought, oh, wow, that's... I said, I've never heard you say that before. I mean, I know you've got some strange ideas, but just just dismiss Darwinism all of a sudden. Wow. That was... And I said to him, really? He went, yeah, there's no way that, that we could have, have come from the apes. You know, and I said, well, why not? He said, well, because there are still apes. <sighs> and I said, yeah, but, you know, we are one strand of the ape world that evolved. And he said, no, no, I mean, if you look at it, it's, it's sure that we, we come from aliens. I said, oh my God, uh, this is the proper, he's properly gone mad now. Yep. He's properly believing that we came from aliens. Although yesterday, I ended up watching a program yesterday morning um, called Aliens on the Moon, The Truth Exposed, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I, I'm watching this and it's, it's full of people who say that they have studied these photographs from the Apollo missions. Um, that have never really been studied before, but they are now studying them, and they say they are seeing structures like bridges and huge buildings. And- oh, because that's, that's what you need on the moon, a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of all that uh, water. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and towers that are sort of 25 kilometres high. And, and, and they're, they're showing these pictures and sort of colouring in the areas that they... Are claiming of these buildings, and they're so blurry that you can't tell what they are. Ridiculous. right And then they say, "Well, of course, we know that there are uh, monoliths and pyramids on the moon and Mars, and uh, we know that uh, they're in Egypt. So clearly, clearly, there's a link there." Mm. And I'm thinking, God, Mr. Conspiracy would be loving this. Don't tell him. This panders <laughs> to all of his madness. Yeah. And uh, and anyway, I'm watching this program, right? And then they, as the program unfolds, they say, "Well." What worries us more than anything uh, is that maybe this is a base uh, from which aliens will launch an attack on Earth. I'm thinking, yeah, but I mean, what's taking them so long? They're taking a sweet time. I mean, that's nearly 50 years since the Apollo 11 landing. That's true. And what are they doing? I mean, if they're going to attack us, just get on with it. If they're that sort of advanced. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I mean, it's ridiculous. Although they did have Buzz Aldrin on, right, who basically didn't want to comment on any of it except for the fact that he did say when they uh, were coming into land on the moon, they think... He thinks he's not being... He's just saying, it, I would classify it as an un- unidentified flying object. He said, I don't know what it was, but he claims he saw a light that was following them. Well, I wouldn't question Buzz Aldrin too much. Have you seen that footage of him lamping that bloke who calls him a liar? <laughs> yes, I have. Great. Yes. Yeah, don't upset the Buzz. <laughs> uh, so, um, so basically, I th- having watched this programme... And, Mr. Conspiracy, that's two things in a week that's made me question whether Darwinism is the truth, and maybe we are from aliens. I'd I, I put more faith in Buzz Aldrin than I would your weird mate. Really? <laughs> yeah. what, why, why, why is my mate weird? I've met him. Oh, yeah, he is. and <laughs> Nancy and Week on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben show, and it's time for... Mr. Ben Homer's Corking Games Compendium. So Ben's Corking Games Compendium. My favourite time of the week. It's everyone's favourite time of the week. You know uh, Donald Trump has said that he's going to try and change his personality? Hmm. I like to think it's a result of the compendium. I think he's discovered it. It's challenged him. It's challenged him in more ways than he could ever imagine. He stops, his thought, it's made him more humane. What <laughs> Do you think? I think maybe. I think maybe we've had a real influence on the Trump. We've softened him i think we have we've softened trump good and uh let's face it no one else has managed it (laughs) i think it's uh, no mean feat anyway uh the uh, trump's favorite drum of destiny is here and let's hope it doesn't spin in his direction come november uh but it is here (laughs) and i will give it a spin and it will at random pick one of five games in your compendium and those games ben are riddle me this true or false the great britain quiz say it again sam and who am i Okay, well, let's see what the fickle finger of fate has in store for us today. Ooh, give it a give it a trump size spin, <laughs> all right? Very trump like that. Mm. I can feel my hair reacting. <laughs> <laughs> um, here we go. Oh, riddle me this. Ah, now this one we work together. We do. We're a team. We do three riddles, we get 30 seconds to work on each of them, which is not very long. It's not, we've discovered that it's not really long enough for us to come up with any sensible suggestions to any of the answers. And we need two out of three to win. And I don't think we've ever achieved it. Nope. So, today's the day. Come on. Are you ready? I'm ready, here we go. The 30 seconds starts when I finish the first question. Okay, here we go. This one's called The Black Box. A man is seen in an apartment going from room to room. Each time he holds a small metal object to the floor and the walls. What is he up to? So he's got a small object. Mm. He's going from room to room. Yep. And he's holding it to the wall and the floor. Yep. We, we, well, we've repeated the question. That's <laughs> good, good use of our time. So, uh... Measuring? Measuring? Uh, it's not very exciting, are Is it? that the only thing you've come up with? Is it? It's got to be a magnet of some sort. I wonder if he's trying to change an answer the magnetic field of the universe uh, we got five seconds anything better than that afraid not <laughs> oh great oh well that's uh, that's time up is that our answer so the only thing we've got is he's trying to change the magnetic field of the universe and we're going with that rather than measuring <laughs> <laughs> alright well <laughs> to be honest we're not going to get it right anyway okay uh, I'll put measuring in as a secondary answer as let's, a, a, let's a break the rules a little bit okay okay <laughs> I'm, I'm furious I'm, 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 I'm absolutely furious The answer is He is measuring yeah, What? <laughs> well, I'll carry on with the answer He is measuring the room With an AccuTape An instrument which registers The dimensions Based on laser technology oh. Now my answer of measuring Would be spot on well, we put Now it what in do we do here? Well I think we get a point for that Yeah, yeah Yes Is that a riddle? Not really. What a man is moving something. What's he doing? He's using something you probably haven't heard of to do something you probably don't care about. I mean, is that a riddle? It's a rubbish one. Rubbish riddle. Don't like that. We're, we're having the point just out of. Well, total... I said the right answer? Oh yes, I said no, measuring. You that's, did say measuring. That's, that's why we having we'll get the right a point for that? Fine. Right, we're going to win this game this week. <sighs> oh, question <laughs> riddle. I should say number two is called the explorers. Okay. okay. Two field workers were sent from a base to explore a mineral field in a remote area. They were about to collect samples when they were attacked by vicious animals. Immediately, they stopped working to return to the safety of their home base. One of the explorers withdrew extremely slowly, keeping a watchful eye on the animals. The other panicked and fled at great speed. Although the panicked explorer escaped being attacked, he died as soon as he reached the base while his colleague survived. Explain. Did he have a heart attack when he got back to the cabin? Now, I was thinking, although they're called field workers, could could they be fleeing sharks? And the the one who panicked oh. thrashed about in the water and gave away the game of where he was. Or got the bends. Maybe, maybe that for scuba divers. Maybe they were they were deep sea diving looking for sharks. Uh, there was a shark attack. He panicked, went up too quickly, got the bends, and it blew his brains Possibly. out. I don't know what the bends do, but it killed him. It's not good for you. Uh, <laughs> it's not good for you. Uh, that's the time up. What we're going to go with. Uh, I prefer your answer, actually, strangely. What, the Benz? Yeah, I don't think there were any sharks involved, but I think you're... Maybe maybe there were. I'm I'm going with your answer. Let's go with the (laughs) Benz. Okay, the Explorers, the answer. The t- oh, the two men were deep sea diving. Yeah, we're onto a winner. Go on to explore the ocean floor for valuable minerals. They were diving at a depth of 100 meters, at which point depth air natural proportion becomes dangerous. During resurfacing, nitrogen bubbles can form the diver's circulation brackets the bends yes causing fatal blockages. To allow for safety compression, the time for re ascent can take hours. Several pioneers, including Arne Zetterstorm of Sweden, lost their lives by ascending too quickly. So it's the Benz. It was the Benz. How about that? I think an on-air high five. What do you think? All right. Very right. hey. careful, careful. Hey. Don't <laughs> knock the compendium over with you. Yeah, all right, here we go. Hey! Oh, come on! That it means was, we've won. We have won. The first time ever, we've won. Riddle me this on the Compendium. I think uh, can we get can we get the hat trick now? Let's go for it. I'm glad Let's we go for it. I mean, people will sharks. be complaining about giving us the point for the first one, but we did we did submit it. Although well, no, you we, gave a ludicrous answer, uh, yes, I, and I wasn't happy with it. All right, fair enough. Right, question number three. Come on for the hat trick. This one's called D-Day. Oh, just before the Normandy landings, sex shops in Britain were doing a roaring business. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we pick this one? <laughs> this unexpected bonanza had... What does the D stand for? <laughs> this unexpected bonanza had nothing to do with the libido of the Allied forces on British soil, however. What was the reason for the increased turnover? Um, I bet I, I've got an answer for this. Yeah, go on. Maybe people were buying, and I'm sorry, I know it's Sunday, but maybe people were buying blow-up dolls to maybe mislead the Germans as to oh, whereabouts wow. they should bomb targets and stuff or just for maybe look like we had more people around than we actually did for propaganda's sake. That's extraordinary. You're, you're adult dolls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they'd look very happy coming towards you. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking maybe it was just a, a use of rubber. Just people buy a lot of rubber. Uh, there's the time up. Um, uh, let's go with the dolls. I yeah? I mean, yeah, why propaganda or not? Propaganda or misleading the Germans? with? Yeah. I think so. yeah very much I reckon that, that they were probably um, tied to a pole on the shoulders of the advancing soldiers ok <laughs> do you want the answer there's Private Ryan followed by Corporal Debbie there's Private Ryan's Private <laughs> right. um, this is for a hat trick so the answer is yes. the D-Day riddle the procuring office of the Allied forces bought up all available inflatable life-size dolls, no! which were then clad in uniform, disguised as paratroopers, and dropped behind enemy lines north of Kyen to disorientate the German defence. Wow! I'm having that. I wasn't quite spot on, but I said <laughs> I said for uh, bodies to distract the Germans, did I not? No, that that was exactly there. <laughs> like, something has happened to us today. <laughs> Basically, when it comes to sex dolls, yeah. you and I know what we're doing. <laughs> the rolling stones 19th nervous breakdown on croydon red right, it's the Trevor bench i can't believe we won the uh, the compendium there i mean we didn't just win i mean we got all three we rocked it that is often the game we struggle at the most it is i we've never got well, i think we might have got one or two right here and there yeah but i mean to get all three magic I, I feel i feel almost that that's it's never gonna get any better than that nope uh, and certainly that thing about d-day that's an extraordinary fact isn't it i mean we, we weren't taught that school no. I, I learned a lot about the second world war and i don't remember mr carter my history teacher saying uh, just before d-day boys the uh, sale of sex dolls went up <laughs> i don't remember i don't remember that and it was the second chance we got to talk about sex dolls on the show it, it yes nice. yes it's a bit of a theme probably fine <laughs> with being sponsored by ann summers by the time we finish <laughs> uh, what no, actually I, I wouldn't mind that we can be sponsored yeah, by, uh, by an adult store that's fine I'll happily wear a nice frilly thong if it helps the show would you yeah (laughs) well there you go if you fancy sponsoring the show ben will quite have did you say you'd happily walk through the center of croydon wearing a frilly thong i think that's what he said Uh, um well uh, yeah no that's definitely what he said so if you can and certainly if uh, certainly on the buttocks oh no it's a thong so but on your buttocks we could have trev and ben tattooed i could have you know our our show logo on twitter and on you know half of my face and half of your face Mm. looking at each other i could do one on each buttock there you go yeah staring at each other Staring into the abyss. What a what a, what a <laughs> tattoo that would be. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, how would your wife feel about that? Not very pleased. <laughs> you know, no. just, uh, why why have you got Trev's face tattooed on your buttock? Mm, or, or, why have you got your own face? Tattooed? Well, yes, <laughs> yes, but you know, uh, I think she'd be more. Worried. I mean, at least you know if she's seeing you in the in the nude. I mean, I don't know when she sees you in the nude. I suspect you live a very Victorian lifestyle. Though, oh yes, you know, uh, there's no nudity in your house. But I mean, let's say she's seen your buttocks occasionally. I'll flash her a bit of ankle. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> um, but you know she. It, we're not going to mind seeing your face, no. Uh, but seeing I mine might be. Oh God, that's a bit weird. <laughs> it's a little bit weird. Anyway, so if you do um, want to make us uh, or make us, I say make Ben a, uh, a frilly thong. He will well. happily wear it and walk through the centre of on a Saturday. From the uh, <laughs> ridiculous in the to middle the, of the day <laughs> From the ridiculous to the sublime. Yes, I want to sw- uh, switch. Keys Change something entirely very quickly by the sound of it. And let's talk about uh, President Obama. Oh no, he's the man. He is the man. He's done. You know, we, well, we often say he's he's probably probably the coolest man on the planet. I think so. He's uh, he's done something else, pretty pretty damn cool. You don't mind he, me saying. Go on. He's uh, finished his his final. Uh, which what was it? The uh, White House Correspondence Dinner. All right. Probably he has quite a few of these, and he's done his last one Oh Oh, is this where they he makes jokes at the press? Is expense essentially excellent but he's done his last ever one and he he ended in style it has been
0: an honor and a privilege to work side by side with you to strengthen our democracy and with that i just have two more words to say obama
1: drops the mic Walks off stage. Excellent. Doesn't get much better than that, does he? Obama out. Oh, he's so cool. I mean, it's very few. Uh, you know when you, you know, I don't. I don't want to get into a difficult area of conversation, but uh, I don't think I've ever heard a man crush before. Something about Obama. He's so cool, isn't he? Is he dreamy? Uh, yeah, I'm sort of thinking of him in I frilly thong. I tell you uh, what, mate, <laughs> your face on my buttock isn't it? <laughs> it might not be there for long. <laughs> well, you're going to have Obama instead. Yeah. Um, no, I, I just think he's, he's quite an incredible bloke. I, I, he's been the best thing that's ever happened to the world. Although, not if you ask a lot of Americans. Apparently, he's I been know. quite an unpopular president. I but. know. It's, I can't get my head around that. But then we don't live in that country, so maybe, maybe we just see this cool man, mm. and maybe he's been a disaster. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Although, the thing is, when I was in America a few years back, uh, and I was in Washington on the day that the um, Obama health care bill was being voted on, and I ended up talking to a lot of people. And incredibly, a lot of people were going, ah, oh, he's, a, he's a communist, communist, <laughs> can't stand him, communist. You know, he's not a communist. He's doing a nice thing. He's helping people. Mm. I couldn't get my head around that. Although I'm not so sure about it. The only, the only thing I'm not so sure about Obama, run is the, the uh, TTIP oh i don't understand that i not, not a fan of that you know well, you have to uh, explain that's that to thing. me in the public it's not for all how yet. long you got how long you got for me to actually i don't really under i, I can explain it to... well there's I... half an hour of the show left so <laughs> <laughs> it's tight people yeah, we're well... talking about t-tip yes yeah, well let's start the first t stands <laughs> kerosene stars don't believe in miracles on croydon right. um i hate this time of year Oh, sorry. For ma- <laughs> well, yeah, for many reasons. Show's over. <laughs> uh, um, it's mainly because this is the time of year when all the kind of bugs and horrible things start to appear. Mm. I've already had one wasp in the house. I had a spider yesterday. You had a spider? Yeah, a kitchen pot. What, big one? A big what, 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 big pot or a big spider? big spider. Yeah, I just put don't the I don't care about the pot. I put the lid on and just Did left you, it What, there. you just left it? Yeah. Well, that will just die. Come on, fine with me. <laughs> but then you'll have to deal with the body. No I, no, I left it there and told someone else to deal with it. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the pot. Yeah. So you didn't just pick up the pot and throw it out? No, I, I, I hadn't done the washing up, and there was a spider sat in the bottom of the pot. Oh. Scared the life out of me. So I slammed the lid on and yeah. just said, Right, I'm out. Boiled it. bomber out. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but it's all this, particularly this time of year, I find all the scare stories start to come out. And this week, there's been the thing about the Asian hornets sounds like a baseball team doesn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they um, the thing is it's it's wrong information we're being fed i was speaking to again the friends i saw yesterday we were talking about it and uh, somebody said um oh these these hornets they can kill you can't they, they and kill you and i said well that's not what i've read you know there is the story and it was in the headlines this week you know, killer hornets arrive from asia and uh, then I read the actual story, and it said that the ones that have come here aren't really any more dangerous than the hornets we already have. Oh. There are some very dangerous hornets in Asia, but they've never been spotted in Europe uh, to this day. But we do have some Asian hornets here, but they're not that dangerous. But I still don't want a hornet <laughs> anywhere near me. I mean, I don't, don't give me the misinformation that they're that scary, yeah. but they are still scary. Because I don't like wasps, I don't like hornets. In fact, as you know, every year I try and have a campaign, and it keeps failing, because I, I feel that people don't, really take me seriously but kill as many of them as you can absolutely and don't believe all this nonsense about you know oh don't stamp on them it encourages others good because more can come and you can kill more of them (laughs) you know get get them more to arrive and kill them all i only had experience of one of them once what, Hornet? Yeah, it didn't bother me. It bothered a family member when we were out in the garden. We were doing a very middle-class thing. We were having a game of badminton, believe it or not. Oh, wait. Yes. Oh. Was this in between bouts of croquet? Well, it was just... I don't, on... know, if it's, I don't know if it's a bout of croquet. It was know... just past Pim's o'clock, so we thought... <laughs> I don't know why we we're having badminton up, but I don't know. We don't do it anymore. Um, but this thing reared itself up in, in the face of one of my family members who absolutely thwacked it with a badminton racket excellent and you heard it hit a fence about four gardens down it was a wonderful thing <laughs> well i've got one of these things now it looks like a badminton racket but you press a button and it electrocutes a fly or something Ooh. so this summer i am going to be using that all the time out in the garden any wasp just kill it just electrocute it. I don't care how painful it is to the wasp. You know, I, I don't think a wasp deserves a humane ending. No. There are very, very few animals that I dislike. Well, the Asian hornet needs to watch out, because this this summer, I think I might take up croquet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've had a face-off with a wasp, if you remember rightly. Possibly the funniest thing I've ever seen. Well, it wasn't that funny. Possibly the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I won. You did, yeah. I won. It was like... Um, Imagine when boxers do the weigh-in and then they stand each other and they sort of get nose to nose and they, they stare each other down. I've seen Trev do that with a wasp. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. <laughs> One of the funniest things I ever saw was... Uh, you went he, all cross-eyed as well. I did, because it was right in front of my... <laughs> sort of right in the bridge of my nose. Um, years ago, I, I was out with... Uh, I think my dad was doing something on the car and uh, we were out at some friends and my dad was having to do something in the car and there was a wasp flying around and my brother started to panic a little bit because as you do when there's a wasp and then my dad just sort of thwacked this wasp with the back of his hand and uh, a bit like the hornet I suppose the wasp flew but it actually hit my brother in the eye and then stung him <laughs> 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 so, my brother was running around screaming. That's I right, to that laugh. <laughs> and, you know, you think, well, that, that's kind of a bit of karma, isn't it, really? Yeah. Because, again, I hate people that say when a wasp is, is going around you, people say, oh, just just ignore it. Just stand still, it'll be all right. You can't hmm. because they're evil little so and sos. I know. And I don't care what anyone says oh they're just doing what a wasp does. They're more scared of you than you are of it. I don't believe it. I was once sat in a pub and I was obviously with a much more manly man than myself because hmm. a wasp landed on a table near his pint and i started dithering like a bit of a woman like, oh there's a wasp and he, he just with his with his thumb yeah, just, just crushed it under his under his bare thumb i thought wow i mean part of me thought oh a bit cruel but the other part of me thought, it's a wasp you're a real man aren't you? <laughs> i felt safe i don't think there's anything wrong with because uh, i actually i feel quite good when i kill a wasp and i must admit when i do kill a wasp i do it with such uh zeal last year when I was on the coach coming back from Ireland and uh, there was a wasp on the coach and the woman in front of me was getting a bit jumpy I was trying to act like it wasn't bothering me Hmm. but it was (laughs) and then it eventually landed on the window right by where I was sitting and I took my big book out of my bag and I just crushed it. I smacked this book against the window. The woman in front of me thought I was some sort of hero, I think. <laughs> I think most of the rest of the coach thought, there was no need to do that, Trev. There was absolutely no need to, to be so violent in, yeah. in the way in which he finished it off. But I felt great. This, and when I took the book away and it just plopped to the floor, there was a little smear on the window of its guts. <laughs> and I don't know, there was, a, there was a sort of primeval joy within my soul. <laughs> Last Shadow Puppets and Aviation on Croydon Radio. Uh, so just very quickly, we're talking about spiders. Uber. Uh, do you ever buy, buy fruit? Uh, yes. Just be Isn't careful. Right? You get spiders in fruit. Bananas, mainly. Bananas. Yeah. Uh, blueberries this week. Nest of spiders in blueberries. Oh, so watch that. A nest of spiders. Nest of... Ooh. Yeah, so be careful of that. Uh, when my... Uh, I, I, don't, I doubt you get it so much now, but when my uh, my grandma was younger... Um where she lived, I think over in Peckham, she used to have to walk by uh, a sort of, I think it was a place where bananas were, were sort of uh, stored. And she said she would often see huge spiders squashed on the, on the roadside oh. that had been in the banana boxes. I'd rather not have that. My mum still checks bananas before she buys them, so I never think about that. Well, I will from now on. Do you know what the worst thing about fruit, though, is? The, the worst fruit for, for spider fear. What? The strawberry. Is it? I thought it was a banana. No, it's the little thing that you get on the top of a strawberry or on the tomato. And you leave that somewhere and you suddenly forget it's there. You look, oh, it's a spider. No, it's not. It's the top of a strawberry. My mum used to do that to me all the time. She'd pick the top of a strawberry off. <laughs> and then she'd come at me and go, oh, I've got a spider. I go, no, you haven't. I said, you wouldn't pick up a spider. She'd go, yeah, I've got one, I've got one. <laughs> yeah. And then she'd throw that at me and I'd scream and run like a girl. Of course you would. Yeah, of course you would. Cheers, mum. I might try that later. Right, gentlemen listen up welcome to the trev and ben
0: and it's the pub quiz
1: uh, so the pub quiz ben uh three questions uh today's category is numbers uh <laughs> numbers <laughs> numbers there's uh, an easy question for one point a medium question for two points, and a hard question for three points. You are you can take part by being on the chat box right now. You are, of course, the Quizmaster Ben, which means you have to have a nickname. What's your nickname this week? Uh, I think in a little nod to our success in the compendium, mm-hmm. I'm going to be The Bens. The Bens. Not much thought gone into it, but... What do you mean? Well, you know... That was one of my less crowbarred ones. Basically a name without a D on. <laughs> it's it's alright. It's good. Right, here we go then. Fine. Easy question for one point. Which English band recorded the theme song to the TV drama The Sopranos? Ooh. Ooh, do you know? I don't know that. English no. band? That's what it said. Okay. I don't know. I'll put a guess. I'm just going to put a number down. This is the great thing about this round. I can always come you up can with some You just put some guess. numbers. Okay. Question, Question number two. Labour of love, signing off, and... Pre- Shall will try again? Yeah, go on. Labour of Love, Signing Off, and Present Arms were hit albums in the 1980s for which band? Wow, another band question. Hmm, Sorry about that. What were the songs? Labour of Love, Signing Off, and Present Arms. Okay. Don't know, but I've got a guess. If if my guesses come right today, this is going to be another triumph. It's very much like the compendium. I feel that luck is on my side. I haven't got a clue for any of these. Okay. Well, question number three for three points. <sighs> what was the debut novel by American writer Joseph Heller? Um, is that it? Sorry. The debut novel for Joseph Heller. What was the debut novel by the American writer Joseph Heller? Um, I have no idea. Okay, well, I've just put a collection of numbers as okay. my guesses. Excellent. So, <laughs> nothing funny about these, I'm afraid. <laughs> right, number one. Which English band recorded the theme song to the TV theme... To the... The Sopranos! Which band... Re- yeah. I've put the magic numbers. I've put 17. <laughs> the answer is... Alabama 3. Oh, Alabama 3. There you go. Right, no points there, then. Okay. Question number two for two points. Which English band... Re- no, sorry. that's the same question. Labour of Love, signing off, and present... Oh, don't boo me. And present arms were hit albums in the 1980s for... Shed seven. I put down three, two, one. The answer <laughs> was UB forty. Oh, there you go. No. Oh, do you know what? My guessing has gone terribly wrong. Well, there's one more question to go. Yeah, but I'm not going to get that right. Uh, what was the debut novel by American writer Joseph Heller? I've just put twelve. I put thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> the, the answer was Catch twenty two. Oh, do you know? I should have known that. Catch twenty <laughs> two, well known book. So, a uh, uh, high scoring round today. Yep, a big fat zero all round. I'm afraid. Mumford and Sons, just smoke on Croydon Radio. Uh, <laughs> good advice. It, what's good advice? To just smoke? <laughs> that's a terrible advice. You know this thing this week about the um, cigarette pack- packets? Mm. and Cigarette be- patty cakes? C- cigarette patty cakes. <laughs> uh, they're for babies. They're, they're new, <laughs> new cigarettes for babies. The, the, the new cigarette packs, they've got to be plain. Yeah. And they're, they're sort of saying, well, you know, obviously for a, from a brand's point of view, that's not great. So I've got a solution for that. Go on. Just have one big cigarette company. Why don't they all just merge into one? Then they can all make a lot of money themselves. Uh, g- mm, I suppose so. I suppose some directors wouldn't like the idea. You know, if you're director at one cigarette company, you're not going to like it. You're going to be missing out, I suppose. Hmm. But uh, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. Stop people doing it. Yeah, I don't like it that they treat people like morons, though. Don't you? No, let's hide the cigarettes. Let's put them under the counter. Let's put a big curtain and cr- we all know where they are and what they are. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's good to treat people like morons <laughs> because most people are morons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're listening to the Trim Show. Think the link. Uh, so think the link, Ben. Um, pretty straightforward today, as you know. <laughs> uh, we were looking for the link between these three songs. This is what you get. So, how are you getting on there? Uh, well, I haven't managed to get it, but I think one of our listeners has been in touch. And um, have they provided a correct answer? Uh, yes, there is a correct answer there. Okay. So, Ben, you have helped Team Ben win today by virtue of. Somebody else and not you Okay well uh, Steve has got in touch And said that it's John Lennon with Instant Karma Culture Club with Karma Chameleon Yes And Radiohead with Karma Police Yes Therefore the link Is of course Karma It is indeed There you go Good Well done Steve Yes Thank you for your help Finally my, my plea to the masses bears fruit well I think if you say it enough people just get sick of it don't they yeah. oh god he's off again let's <laughs> make sure we shut him up well, I had to and, sing uh, to them this week didn't I maybe that's what did it <laughs> and the fact that you played a Justin Bieber song yeah I mean you've alienated the audience today there you with go. your singing and Justin Bieber maybe we should threaten the Justin Bieber song after Think the Link and on the understanding that if you give me answers we won't play it it's very similar to a scheme I used to run on another radio station uh, which was the Chaz and Dave scheme where I ran a competition and if, uh, if I didn't get a right answer a Chaz and Dave song was played um, wasn't that successful because most weeks I ended up playing a Chaz and Dave song <laughs> so I don't know I think the joke was on me the, edge. the lovely thing about Croydon Community Radio is that we do have free reign for two hours so we could play Justin Bieber on loop for two hours well you until can until we get a right answer you can but uh, I'm not having any part of it <laughs> anyway that's it from us uh, standby ice station is on the way next we're back with our midweek podcast uh, Wednesday or Thursday and then we're back again live next Sunday 9 to 11 right here on Croydon Radio will we do it all again mm. all of this wonderful stuff again will you be singing again next week probably not do you think people know when we're filling for time Will you be playing some more Justin Bieber next week? I might play that song again. Will I do another West Indian poem? Let's hope next not. <laughs> week. Because remember, tune in next week and find out for the dramatic conclusion. <laughs> My father Mick, Mifadamic father Mick T. father Mick He works for BT. <laughs> Just remember that. That's it from us. Taking easy time. The Trev and Trev- Ben Show.